Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. So it's political season here. We got the uh, the midterm elections coming up. Right around um, the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know about you, but I have found that um, there is an increase in frequency of people talking about politics in therapy. Um, and I just thought that was kind of an interesting, um, people might be interested in that, the idea of, uh, you know, what happens when therapy gets political and like as a therapist, how do you respond to that? Like, how do you handle that? Um, so I've, I've had some people, I'll, I'll lead off with kind of one of my dilemmas. I've had people come in, um, so upset and, and I use upset because it's kind of a mixture usually of like fear sadness and anger like a lot of anger um and they they will go 15 20 25 30 35 minutes talking about um politics like what kind of what and and so as a therapist it's it's an interesting dilemma of is this therapeutic for them to talk about politics or not um and should this be the kind of thing that i that we you know, we talk through or that I kind of call out as like, is this really what you want to be working on and, and talking about is this central to, um, to what's going on with you? And so I don't know. I just think it's, it's an interesting kind of dilemma, um, as a therapist, uh, when things get political, do you, do you have people often bring up politics? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, political issues touch every human life, you know, I mean, and, 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 you know, in the United States, we're no different. So, I mean, when, when issues are important and impactful to people, you know, there's, there's an emotional response oftentimes to those, those real, and, and we live in New Mexico. So, um, there's a large Latino population here. And so issues like immigration and some of those things, they're, they're just really that affect our clients, families and, and their ability to work and travel and all, I mean, those things are going to be discussed because they are really pertinent to that person's life and their existence and their stress levels. And, and, and behind it all is the way they kind of conceptualize the world around them anyway. So I think political issues are a really common topic sometimes and, uh, they come up pretty frequently in therapy. Mm-hmm. All right. So what, what happens to you, um, do you go with that? Do you, do you kind of make that, uh, or, or do you, cause I, I've, I've, I'd say it's about 50, 50 for me where people themselves, clients themselves will decide, um, yes, this is something that's really important to me that I want to talk about that I want to kind of work on in therapy. And then another 50% will sort of catch themselves partway through and realize like, okay, I'm really upset about this, but this is not really why I'm here or what I want to work on. As part of therapy. Well, it sounds like they've made the determination for you then. Um, yes, but there are people who I, I've had to kind of prompt them to kind of think about that. And then they've decided, oh, yeah, actually, no, I, I, I need, you know, my panic attacks are what I really need to work on. Uh, and that's what kind of why I'm here. Um, I, I mean, I, I frequently find that political topics come up and are discussed in therapy. And I and I would I think maybe I think I'm fairly good at looking at does does this 
play into my client's pathology? And and if so, the the conversation can be therapeutic. So what's that, what would an example of that be? Um, one of the topics that's come up a lot in politics lately has been sexual assault. Hmm. Um, and I have a lot of clients because I deal with trauma who have been sexually assaulted. Gotcha. And so when this topic gets thrown into the political um, spotlight, a lot of my clients have a reaction, you know, either because this similar thing has happened to them or the same concerns about reporting and, and how those reports and disclosures are received by the general public and by people. Those are hot button issues for my client. And so often those discussions I think are, are definitely therapeutic and helpful. Um, so long as I'm able to kind of, um, have that discussion against a backdrop, a uh, backdrop, sorry, of what's functional for them in their own lives, and and can help them um, find some meaningful resolution. Does that make sense? Yeah, as opposed to what, like, as opposed to their own f- frustration and dead end kind of philosophies about how they should react to a comment. So, so for example. Um, one of the uh, political issues that's been coming up a lot lately with sexual assault has been um, how victims or survivors of sexual abuse are either believed or not believed and the impact that it has on these people's lives and and um, how that reports to or how that um, impacts their reporting, their own experiences and talking about that in public. Um, and so I get conversations a lot like this is why I don't tell anybody what happened to me and this is why I won't tell anyone what's going on because I'm afraid I won't be believed just like these people in the news I'm seeing just like these people in the news they're they're vilified and they're um, they're made to look terrible and that's why I won't do this thing I won't tell my spouse that I was raped two months ago you know Um, and there I can see like oh here's an interesting psychological slash philosophical problem this person's having that's being played out in the media and and have they adopted the most healthy kind of stance for this thing and so we can have the discussion um, about how this person in the news has been received um, and how um, their actions have probably impacted their own life and what lessons they're taking away from it um, so it's again it's in a, a backdrop of psychological health that that conversation kind of happens. So the, the, it, the subject matter is some kind of psychological dynamic or mechanic going on. It just happens to be in the context of or exactly. sort of triggered by something kind of in the news or political. Right. Yeah, if that makes sense. So again, as opposed to what though? What's the, I guess, and what I'm kind of getting at is what's the danger in talking about? Is there a downside to talking about politics in therapy? I think as long as you're staying inside a healthy psychological framework uh, about how, what what the best, most functional way for them to respond and conceptualize a situation, um, I, I think you're okay. I think if you're, I think if you're just having a political conversation, hmm. that might not be so productive. So this is where I, I feel like I my struggle comes in. I, I get the sense that, um, understandably, because it's, you know, it's a peak sort of political season, some people just really want to talk about politics. 
It's on um, their mind. Yeah, know? it's on their mind. And maybe a lot of people don't have a lot of good outlets for that. There aren't a lot of people in their life who want to talk about it or who can talk about it in a way that's okay with them. Um, and so that's a, a dilemma for me is when they, they, yeah, they just want to talk about politics. Um, and there isn't anything that's like especially maybe they're they're angry or they're afraid or there's some strong emotion there and that's vaguely psychological but it's not really pertinent to why they're in therapy so is that that's kind of the thing that makes that type of thing makes me nervous but i could see how some therapists like well if it's about emotion like that's that's psychological so we're gonna if they want to kind of express their anger about what's going on in politics like that's a totally valid um, use for therapy even if it has nothing to do with their particular kind of issues that they're in therapy for um but then you know i could also yeah i don't i, I guess it just comes down to how how broadly or narrowly do you think about the uses of therapy yeah yeah so, th so that's why I think politics is interesting because it, it, for me as a therapist, it forces me to think about and reflect on where do I stand on that? Like how kind of broad, broadly or narrowly do I conceptualize what we do in therapy? Yeah. Well, and then, then there's obvious responses to political issues where <laughs> you're going to debate with your client or you're going to just have <laughs> just a truly political discussion with your client or does it relate to the emotion or does it relate to problem they're having in life or I don't know I I had a few uh instructors that were more um psychoanalysis kind of bent where um the client's just really truly free to talk about whatever they want oh, yeah. you know and, right. um and, and so there are there is part of my mind that that goes to their like well, they want they brought this up they so wanted to them, talk about it. Like, it and and sometimes I think well maybe it's my job to look for maybe why they brought this up and and it could also be that they're being avoidant they're they're talking about this and avoiding another topic so oh. I ask those questions too mm -hmm. or or it seems like it's just political but you know is this. Um, you know, is this, is this a larger example of another problem they're facing in their life that they're trying, you know, that they're also dealing with? And maybe that's why they're so frustrated because they feel helpless here and they feel helpless there. And it's a theme, you know, yeah. and I don't know. I'm conflicted about. I, I think I, I always have to think, too, in terms of um, my own feelings about talking about politics, like to kind of check in on that, because I know personally I do not enjoy talking about politics just yeah. as like a rule, even if it's with, I don't know, someone I agree with or someone who's really interesting or knowledgeable or like, I just don't enjoy it very much. Um, so I have to kind of make sure that that's not sort of biasing me towards a certain approach to when things get political oh, in therapy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That I like, I don't want to be overly dismissive of it. Mm. Um, just because I personally don't happen to like talking about it. Just like if someone brought up, uh, I don't know, professional bowling and I was just, like my, you know, eyes just glazed because <laughs> I'm not interested in bowling. <laughs> you just lost half uh, our listeners right there. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, I didn't tell you we had a large bowling base. No, I, I did not know that. Fun fact about bowling. I just learned Yeah, the first professional athlete to ever make a million dollars was a professional bowler. Really? Yep. Back in the, I don't know when this was like the sixties or something. No. Like, yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. At least in the U.S. Bowling. Huh? Bowling. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so I think kind of 
when it comes to politics, I have to be careful to check in on myself as a therapist. Like, what are my feelings? Yeah. Like, am I getting annoyed that someone's talking about politics here? Am I, yeah. do I strongly disagree or agree with them? Both of which are potentially dangerous. Yeah. See, this is, I'm the opposite. Cause I, I, I do enjoy talking about politics. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm quite sure that sometimes when those topics come up, I'm, I'm open to discussing them. Now I I try really not to share my own bent a lot unless it like can be useful to, you know, here's how I would picture this or here's how I conceptualize this or something. Um, why, I think I know why, but what's your explanation for why you're careful not to share your own opinions as a rule? About <laughs> well, politics? I mean, if my client holds a, a direct opposite view to mine, I mean, that's just going to really kind of be a bad for therapy. Why? What would happen? Like specifically, I think, I think what? they you start getting lumped into categories pretty quickly that way. I think, especially in today's political climate, there's all sorts of assumptions made about people who believe those things, you know, and you can quickly find yourself out of favor and destroying a lot of rapport and um, kind of fracturing your relationship with the client. So it's da- it could be dangerous to the relationship. It's, it's a pretty hot topic, you know, and so someone who's staunchly um, whose, whose views are staunchly opposed to your own can quickly kind of turn and say, whoa, I, you know, I don't feel the same way I did about you now. So it, it can go bad fast. I actually have clients ask me where sometimes where I fall on the political spectrum. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What do you say? Like literally, what do you say when someone says that? Why is that important to you? Oh, wow, you were ready. <laughs> you got that's a stock answer. Huh? Yeah, that seems really important to you. Okay. Why is that? Okay, they come back and say, well, I don't know. I'm just really curious. Um, really curious. Explain really curious to me. Such a therapist <laughs> answer. I don't know, man. I just want to know. What, what are you? Republican, Democrat, Libertarian? Um, my party affiliation, how would that impact your um, opinion of me? Mm, it wouldn't matter. I'm just curious about it. But if it wouldn't matter at all, I'm, I'm curious about why you're so curious. I, I don't know, man. We talk all the time. I'm just... You know, I'm curious about enjoy our conversations. Do I enjoy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Would would let's say I said I was from the independent party. How would? Oh my God, you're an independent! I can't believe. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't think anything different of you just because you're an independent. Nothing. No. Well. No. Um. Yeah, I think I'm pretty in the middle Hmm. politically. Okay. Yeah. I don't really, truly identify with any one party. But but who are you registered with? <laughs> <laughs> you are the most aggressive political client I've ever had. I'm going to ask you to step outside. Okay, but the point is you you were equally aggressive in sort of deflecting or equally... Def- deflecting, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think clients pick up on this. And, and yeah. usually the conversation turns to... What's really important is how you see these topics and how mm-hmm. you view these things. And I really try to keep my political views out of our conversations. Yeah. Um, but the opposite's true for you, where if these things are really important to you, mm-hmm. I want to know what they are and why you feel so passionately about them. And let's have a discussion Right. that's more about you than me. Uh, you know, from almost from day one um, in working with someone in therapy, I'm always on the lookout for as early as possible to have the conversation about this is why there's this weird imbalance in therapy where I know all sorts of stuff about you, but you know virtually nothing about right. me. I think right. it's really important to have that conversation 
early um, so that when you get into situations like this, you can you can kind of talk about why it's important that your therapist is sort of a blank slate and why you don't want to have kind of expectations or, you know, other relationship factors with them. Um, yeah. And those are fun conversations, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that imbalance just brings up a lot for people, you know? Yeah, it's weird, man. Yeah, no one relationships weird. like that. It's weird. And so how do they handle that weirdness? Oh. Know? And that's, I think, the interesting part is hmm. when, when you do tell them that and you kind of reaffirm this lopsided relationship, are they anxious about it? Are they mad? Are they sad? Are they frustrated? Are they perplexed? Is it, you know, how do they receive that kind of reaffirmation? That's of interesting. Boundary? I don't think I've ever had anyone be really upset by it. Like I think when I explain it that, and basically it's explain it's in your best interest. If you don't know that much about me, most people kind of get it and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. I, I, I see that. Have you not had that experience? I've had a few clients who I think um, who have made comments about a desire to get to know me personally and they seem more put off by it. Not furious. Right. But they seem somewhat disappointed. Even after you've explained the mm -hmm. rationale for why. Yeah. yeah. I, I think at the heart of it sometimes is their belief that even though they might get to know me personally, um, we can still have a therapist. It won't influence yeah. things. They can be unbiased as well. Yeah. Um, and it is a sort of presumptuous thing as a therapist to claim that like basically, no, you can't. Oh, we take ourselves so brutally serious. You know? Know. <laughs> it, 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 sometimes it's a little ridiculous how, I, and those safeguards are important. I'm, don't get me wrong. And, and I think they're, they, they need to be upheld. But I do think sometimes we as, we as psychologists take ourselves a little too sometimes <laughs> yes yeah, sometimes Try all the sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we do i think sometimes we see ourselves in this hugely impactful role and i'm not saying we, we're not we don't have an impact but i i think sometimes we see ourselves at the uh, center of have the, you ever seen a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a therapist portrayed in a movie or tv show where they weren't shown as being incredibly self-important and like self-involved. Self-aggrandized. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean, that's, and that's kind of <laughs> how, I mean, I know a lot of shrinks and we tend to be that way. I'm always reminded of, do you, do you remember Fishbone, the, the musical band? No. <laughs> <laughs> they had an album called Give a Monkey a Brain and He'll Swear He's the Center of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of feel like that's how psychologists are. I think, we study human behavior we st and, and, and we feel like we know so much that all of a sudden we're like, oh, if I say this thing, it's going to have this detrimental impact to, and no, you know, often <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. So you could, you could probably, do you think you could tell someone what political party you're affiliated with? And, and really it probably wouldn't be that big a deal. No, I don't think that at all. Oh, I so think, you are. You do I think, think politics is such a hot button issue okay. that you can't escape judgment surrounding right. it, swirling around it. But you could tell people, like, I'm a 49ers fan. If I was, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's a less probably hot button issue. Yeah. yeah. Whereas th some therapists would be, like, completely tight-lipped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do err on the side of being more blank. Um, but those kinds of things, I don't 
Uh, I, I'm not that, not that crazy. I, I, clients will ask you questions about yourself a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and you don't, I, I try to protect the impartiality, but beyond that, I mean, there are lots of really benign, neutral questions that aren't going to impact the way my client sees me all that much. Would there ever be a reason to really share your, like in detail, your political opinions? Can you think of it? Has that ever happened? Mm. Or can you think of a situation where... Well, I'm a contextual behaviorist at heart, so I think there's always a context for something. Okay. So, yes. What What does contextual behaviorist mean? Um, I think... I think I might be too, but... I yeah, I think you are. You are. Um, a contextual behaviorist is a behaviorist. You know what that is. But there's a there's a. Well, really, no, I don't know if our listeners do. What, what does that mean when we oh, say we're behaviorists? Uh, that we are primarily focused on behavior as a mechanism of change and analysis. Um, as that opposed is, to... As opposed to thought, dreams. Um, destiny. <laughs> the force. <laughs> the force, yeah. <laughs> that, that our primary focus of study and um, intervention is behavior. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And now what's the contextual part? That that context really matters. That behavior doesn't happen in a vacuum. It happens in mm-hmm. a context always. And so behavior is always kind of in response to some environment. And that environment mm-hmm. is context and all the different layers of environment. Um, and so, yeah, I can imagine a context in which sharing political views might be. What would that be? What, what's an example? I've got one, actually. Oh, yeah? I've had one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a client who really struggled with a narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. And meaning they were really narcissistic. They were very narcissistic and they couldn't understand why when they shared their political opinions as emphatically as only someone with narcissism can share political opinions, they couldn't understand the aversive and negative reactions they got from others. And I was, I was, I mean, again, this person wouldn't have cared if I sided with them or not. Their views were, were right and true and correct. And it didn't matter what my views were. So I was able to share with this client, here's where I kind of line up and it's different than you. And and, and sometimes when you say these things the way you do, you know, it has this impact on other people and other things. And so when you say these things, um, like you have to be a true idiot to believe X and somebody else believes X that has a very negative. Like I believe X and yeah. And, and, and so I said, you know, I happen to believe X and, um, you know, if, if, if I heard that. So anyway, I, I was, I became a nice sounding board for him to kind of say, Hey, you know, I, I said this to this person, why would they have reacted the way they did? And I would say, well, believing in X, I, I would take that as this way, you know, and not that that impacts my ability to be unbiased for you, but that was one situation I think where sharing my views helped him understand why his behavior was so aversive at times. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about you? I can't think of one. No. Um, certainly not one where I've had, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely open to the possibility that it could be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it happens very often, but I think sometimes. 
And I think there's like some gray zone too, where someone can be like really frustrated about something in politics or in the news. And, and you can sort of, I don't I feel like this often happens. This often happens is I will kind of sympathize with them. Like I sympathize with the fact that they're upset without necessarily, Oh yeah, I totally agree with you about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, and I think often that's enough. Like that's kind of what people are. Yeah. Uh, I, I find, I don't think it's very common for people really wanting you to agree with them about some particular topic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, so much of what we do is, is helping clients see other perspectives and other possibilities. And so I think sometimes when those views get brought up and they're really heated, I, I, I kind of ask questions like why might the other side, you know, be doing what they're doing or saying what they're saying. And sometimes you can get some like, well, they think this is really important and, and they believe these things. Yeah, and, and, and so you empathy. can start to kind of do some cognitive flexibility there and help them start entertaining other ideas. And I mean, it's never to convince them, but it is an exercise maybe to help them start, you know, thinking, entertaining at least different perspectives sometimes. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.